All right, so I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24. Forgive me, I'm going to step out of camera just for a second. All right. Matthew chapter 24. And you can think of this maybe as a Sunday school lesson, a quick little Bible study. But this is the prophetic word that I wanted to give you for this morning. Matthew chapter 24, verse 23. We'll read just a few verses there. Uh, Please forgive me if you hear dogs barking in the background or church bell. We have a church just a few houses down from us, and they ring the church bell on the hour. Uh, My neighbors are outside as well playing in their pool, so uh, forgive me if there's some strange background noise. I, I will just press through it. I've had stranger things happen, you know, in church services here in South Africa. We actually had a horse walk in to the assembly area. This is when we first started the church in uh, in the horse riding club. We had a horse stick its head in the building, scared scared one of the congregants something fearless. <laughs> uh, looking back on it, it was quite funny. Even when it happened, it was quite funny, right? But except for the guy that turned around and saw this massive horse head <laughs> staring right at him. In Malawi, I've had goats come into the service, dogs, chickens. I had a cow walk in once. Yeah, that was different, eh? <laughs> that was different. So I'm going to try my best to ignore all the distractions that might come with, with uh, this new setup. All right, Matthew chapter 24 and verse 23. I want to talk to you a mo- for, for a moment about conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories, because it's times like these that a lot of different speculation gets made, a lot of different ideas are thrown out there. Have you heard about this? Maybe this is all the work of such and such organization. What do we do with all these conspiracy theories? Well, Matthew 24, verse 23, Jesus said, Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. So Jesus acknowledges that in the last days, a lot of people are going to be saying a lot of things. And not all of them are trying to deceive people. Now you're going to see in the next verse, there are a lot of deceivers that abuse these situations and try to stir up panic so that they can get people to listen to them and notice them. They try to offer some strange solution. Um, get famous from it. Not, not everybody has bad intentions. Sometimes they just get really worked up over a certain potential theory and it creates an undue fear. But Jesus acknowledges a lot of people are going to say a lot of things. Don't, don't believe everything you hear. In verse 24, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible they should deceive the very elect. It's outside the scope of this quick little chat to talk about um, where this verse is fully going to be realized. It's something that will happen in the tribulation time. And That being said, there's a general lesson here that the devil, all the way through the end days, even though he knows his fate is sealed, he's still going to be trying to deceive people, even the very elect people that are following Christ. He'll still try to confuse them. And one way you confuse people is by throwing a massive amount of different ideas at them all at once. 
And, and I think that's happening with this pandemic. Verse 25, Jesus says, Behold, I have told you before. So wh- where do we turn to for stability? Well, we, we want to turn to the words of Christ. So that's my, that's my, uh, my goal today is to maybe put some of your hearts and minds at ease over the things that you've been hearing show you, and, and, and give you a quick bit of advice on how to handle it. So I've, I've been hearing a lot of different rumors, just as you have. Some people have said that this whole coronavirus has been engineered purposefully uh, by whoever the enemy is, right? That could be some other nation. It could be some individual trying to achieve global domination. Uh, you can plug in. I, I'm sure you've heard people blame the Chinese and then the Chinese blamed the American soldiers. And then it just goes, you can bounce this idea around. Um, maybe it's true. Maybe there is somebody behind it trying to engineer uh, a disease so that they can achieve global domination. But I don't think we would be that surprised by that, would we? And so what if it is true? I'm not, I'm not sure it would help even if we did get to the bottom of that. But that's one of the theories floating around. Some people have said that this is uh, engineered by the uh, medicine-making people, the, ke- the chemical engineers and so forth, because they want to force vaccines on everybody, and this is their way of getting that done. So I, I, who knows? I've heard that the coronavirus isn't actually a thing, that it's not real, but rather um, what people are getting sick from is 5G internet radio wave poisoning. Uh, I, I had some articles, or I had a sermon actually sent to me. I listened to most of that, and then I, I looked up a few things about that. Guys, 5G is a real thing. Um, radio, po- radio wave poisoning, radiation, that's a real thing. This ties into artificial intelligence that might take over the world, and they need 5G network to do it, and I'm not quite sure I'm ready to believe that. Um, th- this is my favorite one so far. Somebody sent out an email saying that President Trump has engineered this entire COVID scare because he wanted to lock down the country so that he could arrest various high-profile celebrities, Oprah, Ellen, Tom Hanks, people like that, and then have them taken out while everybody's on lockdown so that it would be a great mystery as to what happened to them. I, I don't... I, I don't uh, I don't know. I highly doubt that, right? But those are just a few of the conspiracy theories floating around out there. What do we do with these things? Well, first of all, conspiracy theories are not always wrong. Conspiracies do happen, right? Daniel ended up in a den of lions because of a conspiracy against him. Other politicians made up a law. They knew he would pray. He ends up in the den of lions. He overcame that, by the way. Uh, Jesus is a wonderful example. There was an underground plot to have him assassinated. The leaders of the Jewish nation knew that Jesus was gaining popularity, and it, one of them stood up and said, it's better that one man die instead of the entire nation being taken away from us. So that was a conspiracy. Uh, let me just point out to you that Jesus overcame that. Uh, it actually played into the plan of God. Now, conspiracy theories, guys, you're you're welcome to search these things, to hear these things. When somebody else has an idea as to what might be happening and why it's happening, it doesn't hurt you to hear it out. But the trouble starts 
whenever you, you begin to feel this uncertainty and this fear based on just a rumor. Uncertainty breeds fear. So what do you do when you hear all these conspiracy theories? Rather than get worked up and get nervous and anxious about it, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 15, the simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his goings. Don't believe everything you hear, right? Which leads me to my second point. When you hear these things, confirm them. Confirm them. There's actually a chapter in the Bible that deals primarily with this. It's Deuteronomy chapter 17. It's the first place in the Bible we read in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Every word gets established. So, guys, you can believe, like some of these conspiracies I mentioned earlier, if, if you lean towards believing that, I'm not going to condemn you or judge you for that. But I would ask that you confirm it. In Deuteronomy 17, it says to inquire diligently. So when somebody says, I think this happened and so-and-so is behind it, then it, it commands them, inquire diligently. Get reliable witnesses before you make a final decision. And then lastly, when it comes to conspiracies and how they play into the end times uh, predicted in the Bible and so forth, Garrett has been giving us a series of lessons on Sunday morning. And I, I really do, I want to encourage you when we get back to being able to assemble, make time to come for the morning Bible study. Garrett's done an outstanding job with First Thessalonians. And he recently gave us a lesson. He explained the prophetic timetable and uh, did a great job at that. But the week before that, he covered the first por uh, portion of First Thessalonians chapter 5. And he did a great job of unpacking the practical side behind prophecy. And that is, we are children of light. We're not children of darkness. And that is, we know what's coming. We know that the Lord is coming back. Do we know the day or the hour, the times or the seasons? No. And therefore, there's no need to write of those things. But we do know He's coming back, and therefore, we should not be caught unawares. We should be ready. Jesus said, Be ye therefore ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. So as children of light, we live in the light, we are sober, we, we take it seriously, but the way we take this seriously is we keep our lives in a sanctified, godly way. We treat each other right, we love each other, we comfort each other, we help each other. We live as Christ commanded us to live to our utmost. We worship God in spirit and truth to our utmost because we know any day now we're going to see Him. We just stay ready. And we don't need a conspiracy theory. We don't need one or two events to trigger us to get ready, to say, ah, now that we've seen this happen, now we get ready. We should just stay ready. All right, so prophetic word. What would it take for me to get excited about a particular event and say, that looks like it's fulfilling something in the Bible that indicates we are in the end times. What event would it be? I told you last week in the sermon, I don't see anything specific about coronavirus, COVID-19. I can't link that to any one verse. The closest that you'll get is Matthew 24 about pestilences. It falls in that category. Let me give you quickly a few, a few things that might indicate, yep, we are we, any day now, right? It, that we're getting super close. Number one, in 1 Timothy 4, 2 Timothy 3, 
it speaks about people departing from the faith and a sharp moral decline. I think there has been enough of both of those, apostasy and depravity. We have sunk to new lows in both areas. Those are indications that we're in the last times. But I think we've been there for a while. So that one by itself doesn't, it doesn't raise the hair on the back of my neck and say, oh man, that's it. We are definitely in the end of the end days. Here's another one. The temple being rebuilt. The temple in Jerusalem, if it were to be rebuilt, we know that from Daniel 11, Daniel 12, Daniel 8, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, Revelation 11, there are a lot of places that speak about this temple that will be standing in the end times before Christ comes back. Well, the temple, to my knowledge, is not standing now. I have heard for months and years that there have been plans to rebuild that temple. But to this day, the temple is still not standing. Wouldn't that be something, I thought of this this morning, wouldn't it be something if, if the rapture is ready to happen and Jesus is waiting on a paperwork process because they're trying to process their papers to get the building plans approved, but there's a bureaucratic slowdown and the papers aren't making it through the offices fast enough. We're waiting on paperwork for our church building, so that's just made me think... Wouldn't that be something if it's slowing down the rapture? Which it's not. I'm, I hope somebody chuckled at that or laughed. But anyway, uh, the temple being rebuilt. I, I want to say this about that. The temple could be rebuilt today, for instance. And that wouldn't necessarily mean the rapture is going to happen tomorrow. So uh, there are a lot of prophetic TV programs that say this is the big event. You see the temple rebuilt. The rapture is going to take place right after that. The temple could be rebuilt and stand for 20 years and then you could enter into uh, a rapture and tribulation and all of that stuff later. So uh, this, the temple does need to be rebuilt, but that's not going to help us much with the timing. All right, now here are some things that would, I think, really uh, get my attention. If you were to have 10 nations come together and form some sort of federation or league in order to govern the world, that... That would get my attention. That is something from Daniel 2 and from Daniel 7. Now, if you hear that on the news, yeah, I know myself personally. I would buckle my seatbelt and get ready because we, we might fly away after that. Now, again, I don't know the times or seasons. I'm just saying that's something that was predicted to happen in the, in the end days for sure. So I, I would look for that. Another thing, Ezekiel 38. If you were to see a coalition of various nations to come against Israel, to fight against them, and to attack them, those nations would include, this is from Ezekiel 38, Russia, Iraq, Iran, right in that area, Turkey, and then North Africa. If all of those were to come together and coalesce and then fight against Israel, that, I think, would be an indicator. And then lastly... Worldwide persecution of Christians. And in Matthew 24, Jesus, he, he spoke of that specifically. He says in verse 8, Matthew 24, 8, All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And, they shall be, uh, and then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and hate one another. 
many false prophets shall rise and deceive many and on it goes. So again, a persecution against Christians could break out and that wouldn't mean that the rapture is going to happen uh, five minutes later. But that a worldwide persecution, that's something that uh, is also, I don't want to say reserved for, but an indicator of the end times. All right, so that is my prophetic word. I, I'm giving this to you so that you can see the difference between conspiracy theories and people saying, ah, you see, this is the new world order and this is how it's all going to play out. Th these are things we know biblically are going to come to pass. So you see those biblical things happen, that, then uh, that, that, that would get my attention. Conspiracy theories, hear them out, confirm them, and then take the necessary steps.